Well, finally, the uh, good vibes and the momentum came crashing down and in such a heartbreaking way for Northwestern. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every single day. We really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. We are also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there. Uh, and wherever you're listening, make sure you're subscribed and you turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. Make sure you give some feedback. Uh, leave a comment. We would love to get that feedback from you. Always trying to make the show better. Oh, man. Let's talk about it. Northwestern basketball coming off two of their biggest wins of the year at home in the rivalry game against Illinois last week. And then going on the road to Indiana Really impressive, was uh, a whole lot of fun, really kind of turned the tide. And I think the the expectations for the season for a lot of people, maybe including me some. I mean, I had had in the back of my mind Northwestern being a potential tournament team. But after last week, it became a reality. Well, last night, the late game, they welcomed Rutgers to town. Uh, and a Welsh Ryan, they uh, got in a bit of a dogfight. And uh, it was a game where, you know, early Northwestern kind of kept, they fell behind. They fell behind right out the gate. And you saw them kind of try to scratch back in it. They'd get, they'd pull close and then Rutgers would separate. And that's kind of how the first half kept going. And, you, and then you ended up seeing Northwestern go on a tiny little run at the very end uh, to get to a 29-24 deficit at the half. Second half, I think you saw this uh, Northwestern team really respond. Uh, it, was, it was more of the same, honestly, but there was a little extra fight out of Northwestern after what was a pretty rough first half shooting the basketball for Northwestern. They responded extremely well in the second half, shooting 50%, uh, 46.7% from three. Um, Really climbed all the way back. The only thing that you can uh, complain about is Northwestern didn't shoot their free throws well in this game, uh, and that ended up coming back to bite them. But you saw as that game progressed – Different guys all over the court step up in that second half. It wasn't it wasn't the Chase Aldige or Boo Booey show that we have seen all year long. In fact, Chase Aldige and Boo Booey only combined for 25 points. We've seen Boo Booey and Chase Aldige go for 25 by themselves here recently, and the other one go for 15 or 16. But in this game, they they weren't quite the engine that drove everything. You got great production out of other players. In that first half, Ty Berry was huge. Uh, Boo Booey was big. 
um, and to keep you in the game. In the second half, it was really well-rounded. Um, Audige played better in the second half. Robbie Barron stepped up in the second half. Julian Roper stepped up in the second half. Ty Berry continued to do Ty Berry things. Brooks Barnheiser hit a big three. Um, but as you watch that game, it was a little bit of three steps forward, two steps back. It felt like any time Northwestern got momentum, a couple bad possessions happened in a row uh, that didn't make any sense. Poor shot selection. Meanwhile, on the other end, you saw uh, Rutgers capitalize and distance themselves again. And you finally saw there, uh, kind of late in that second half, you saw that um, Rutgers team extend the lead back out to, I believe, nine. And you really wondered down the stretch, did Northwestern have what it took to come back in in that moment, did they, did they have enough in the tank? I didn't really think so. I was concerned about it. Uh, it was something that um, was definitely worrying. As you sat there, uh, I'm trying to find the exact moment that Northwest or that that you saw um, Rutgers separate themselves. All right, yeah, you at 6:53 left in the game. You see uh, Mulcahy hit a three to put Rutgers up nine, 52-43. And they've been doing enough to kind of keep Northwestern at arm's length. Northwestern had cut to six. Uh, they'd cut to uh, eight a couple times. They'd even cut it to four. But from that point on, from 6.53 on, you saw a ferocious comeback by Northwestern. They go on a 10-0 run over the next minute 23. They end up giving the lead back up, but then you see them end up taking the lead, and you thought, wow, the fight is unbelievable, and that is something that I want to really give props to this team. This team has heart. This team has fight. This team battles its butt off for 40 minutes, and you have to respect it. It's impressive. The way that it doesn't matter how far down they are, they're going to play you tougher and tougher as the game goes on. And heck, you saw it against Ohio State. They had a disaster start. Worst start I've ever seen in a college basketball game. And you know what they did? They responded in the second half. They won the second half. The game was too far out of reach, yeah. they Well, they actually end the first half extremely well. I think on a 9-1 run. Cut it to 17, and then I think they win the second half. Like, or I think they cut it to 18 and a half, actually. But and then they win the second half. That's kind of a microcosm. It didn't have as much of a uh, significance in terms of what it means for this team, what it means for this season, because the game was out of reach. But they showed fight, and they've shown fight all year long. All year long, they've shown fight. And at the end, with a minute, what, 16, minute 14 left, Julian Roper hits a preposterous three, his second straight um, big shot. He had a pull-up at the elbow that you, fadeaway pull-up at the elbow that you didn't think there was a chance in the world it was going in. Just cash. 
And then a couple couple possessions later, here he is, shot clock winding down, launches up a super deep three, and banks it in. And you're up four. You're four with a minute 14. And you're thinking, by God, these guys, these guys just fought their way, and they, they might get out of here with a win. And, you know, you have, you go back down the court, I think Bubui gets whistled for a foul. Mulcahy hits two free throws. Cuts it to a two-point game. Northwestern comes back down the court. Nothing happens. All of a sudden, Rutgers has final shot. Rutgers has final shot. And so you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, don't give up a three. Don't give up a three. And the hottest guy on the court coming out of a timeout, it's a great play design when you go back and look at it. My knee-jerk reaction was blaming Chase Audige for, I didn't know what he was doing. I thought there was more help in the lane. Uh, the first angle I saw maybe made it seem that way. Second angle, he didn't have, there wasn't a lot Chase Audige could have done unless he could, he was extremely physical with the big man when he rolled off the pick. Heck, what's the worst thing that happens if you foul that guy right there? He goes to the line, shoots up. I don't know if it may it may have been a one on one right right there at the end. Um, it may have been a one on one on uh, one, which would have been fascinating to see if he could hit both. Regardless, worst case scenario, you know that your worst case you're tied and you have final shot. He doesn't foul him there. He isn't super physical with him there. I honestly would have liked to have seen Ty Berry help some. I know he's on the strong side from the way the ball's going, but I'd rather McConnell shoot that three in the corner than Spencer, who is ungodly hot from three, shoot that final shot. Instead, Chase tries to close out just a little bit late. You got the hottest guy in the gym, the hottest shooter in the gym. It's the biggest shot of the night to take a one-point lead. And then the the Northwestern possession going the other way, nothing happens, turnover, and that's all she wrote. It was brutal. It was exhausting, and it was a bummer. Um, <laughs> texted my old boss, who was keeping track of the game, um, in the timeout when Northwestern had the two-point lead, and I just said, this buzzer beater three that Rutgers is about to hit. It wasn't a buzzer beater, but I was like, this is about to just crush my soul. And... A little bit, a little bit. It was a real bummer, but uh, we're going to continue to talk about this game here in a second. But first, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, which is now over, obviously, to basketball and really any other sport out there. We've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We've always we all we've always have the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, thank you for making uh, 
Locked on Northwestern, your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about about college basketball in one place, plus hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about this game a little bit because, like we said, um, it was in the first half. You saw um, Camp Spencer do Camp Spencer things: two of three from three, one of one at the free throw line, hit one other bucket. He had nine points for for Rutgers. Um, Northwestern, you saw Boo Booey, not the most efficient: two of seven, one of three from three, three of three at the line though to get to eight points. You saw Ty Berry three of five from the field, one of three from three. You'll take that. Those two guys with fifteen helped kind of buoy Northwestern. Uh, They gave you 15 of the 24 points in the first half um, to keep Northwestern in the game. Second half, you saw Robbie Barron go perfect from the field. Two of two from three, two of two at the line, eight points, eight huge points. Chase Audige gave you seven. Kind of similar stat line to Bubui in the first half. Two of seven, one of four from three, uh, two of two at the line. Julian Roper, perfect from the field, Three of three, two of two from three, but oh of two at the free throw line. And those are becoming backbreakers. Matt Nicholson, one of four at the free throw line. Those two guys, Nicholson goes one of six at the line for the game. And those hurt so much. And I know it's a three point game, but I'm considering it a one point game uh, because free throws allowed Rutgers to get up by three there at the very end. Um, But all in all, you look at the performance by both of these teams. You look at um, Mulcahy for, for Rutgers. He gave you 12.6 rebounds, six assists. Cam Spencer, player of the game, hottest guy in the gym last night, 23 points, seven of 14 from the field, six of seven from three. I don't think I've ever seen somebody go that hot in a college basketball game. Three of three at the line, four rebounds, two assists. Um, and then you see, um, you see Hyatt as well. He gave you ten. He gave them ten points for Rutgers on the Northwestern side. Boo Booey thirteen points, four of thirteen from the field, one of six from three, four fourth line. That's the one thing you have to love about him right now is he's shooting the free throw so well. Chase Audige twelve points, four of twelve at the line, or four of four of twelve from the field, two of seven from three, two of two at the line. Something you also notice in this game is Northwestern didn't get to the free throw line nearly as much as they did in their previous two games. By the way, Boo Booey, seven assists in this game as well. The previous two games, you got to the free throw line 40 times against Illinois. You got to the free throw line 28 times against Indiana, 26 times in the second half. For the game in this one, Northwestern got to the free throw line 18 times. So 10 fewer than Indiana, uh, 22 fewer than Illinois. That's how I think we've seen this Northwestern team build some leads and not have to get crazy hot from three in the second half, go seven of 15 from three in the second half with Robbie Barron hitting two of his two, Julian Roper hitting two of his two, uh, Ty Berry, Chase Audige going two for seven, Brooks Barnheiser going one for one. Um, Do that if they were getting to the line a little bit more. Uh, that's something that's a little um, not 
not what you want. 56% at the free throw line is not going to get it done in a lot of games, in a lot of big games. Uh, you shot it well from three, 37%, 41% from the field. I mean, <laughs> scary thing is that's better than what feels like most of the time out there for, for Northwestern, so you can't really complain about that. You get beat a little bit on the boards. You you get beat in second chance points by six in a three point game, really a one point game. That's something that that you saw Chris Collins talk about in his post game press conference. He talked about, look, Rutgers is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country, and their goal was to keep them to single digits offensive rebounds. You come up too short of that, and you come up a few baskets, a few second-chance points baskets short of being able to uh, pull off this win. Bench points dead even. Points in the paint, Rutgers was plus six. Um, understandable. Um, they were really, really big, really long. I think that at times that frustrated Northwestern. Um it made it a lot harder on the Northwestern offense in certain sets. Uh, when when Rutgers could get set in that defense, they were a problem. They were a problem for sure. Um, I was hoping for a moment there that Mulcahy was going to get hit for a tech because he was. There's an awful lot of whining by him uh, watching that game. Something that we don't see typically. We don't see the opposing team out steal. Northwestern. Not only that, but doubled them up. You saw Rutgers with eight steals, Northwestern with four. Normally, Northwestern's out here getting those steals, putting the pressure defensively on the opponent. And in this game, they played one of the best defensive teams in the country, one of the few defenses better than theirs. And so you see that kind of play out. Lead time in this game, 34 minutes, 19 seconds for Rutgers. And that's that gives you that picture that they got out front, they kind of separated, and then you saw Northwestern just scrap and claw and scrap and claw, and then they finally led in the late second half for 237. Game was tied for totally uh, three minutes, five seconds. Four lead changes, but in the end, you have a play at the very end of the game. Hottest guy in the gym, wide open for a three it was a really well-drawn-up play. It was designed to put a lot of stress on Chase Audige. Uh, There's a great video that I saw on Twitter late last night about it. Um, let see if I can find it really quickly. Daniel o- Olinger, um, who's currently a North- Northwestern student right now, he did a breakdown of it. The play's designed to put ch- stress on Chase Audige. And if he's not physical enough, with the screen and roll because of the aggressiveness of Matt Nicholson on the, on the pick and roll to, to wall off the, um, the guy with the ball, Mulcahy. If Chase Audis is not physical enough, it allows for that exact situation to play out. It allows for a, an open three look for, uh, Spencer, and that's what they got, and they got the win. It's a heartbreaker. Um, it stinks, and uh, it's frustrating because you thought Northwestern climbed in there and they were going to get another win and get to 4-1 and one in conference play. 
Uh, in a second, we're going to talk briefly, I guess, about the crowd in this game because they were they were great, especially in that second half. But first, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the college basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, quickly, I want to sing the praises of the student section. Um, I I missed this beforehand, um, but apparently going into this one, Northwestern had the, – the students had requested more seating. Uh, they got 200 extra seats. They showed up in mass. They were loud. They had – I don't know if they're pool noodles or balloons, but they looked like uh, the wacky arm inflatable man behind the uh, the baskets. And props to the students because they showed up and they showed out. Uh, they were loud. The camera was shaking a few times there down the stretch, which you love to see. I think that's great evidence that the the environment was very hostile for for Rutgers. Um, and that's the sign of an elite environment um, to me. And you see how they stepped up, and Chris Collins talked about it. Ty Berry, Robbie Barron talked about it. Chris Collins specifically, he said, look, this is the second home game in a row where in the second half, we were kind of teetering. Energy-wise, effort-wise, kind of on the brink where things could tail off and when he specifically talked about when Rutgers got up by nine. But the students, with the energy that they bring, the environment that they provide, they allow for you to, um, for, for them to lift up the team, to lift up the players, to give them that second wind. Uh, and, and that's what you saw when, when Northwestern goes on that 10-0 run. Um, and it was, they had Rutgers on the ropes, plenty of turnovers, uh, frustration. Um, it's a moment or two where you thought, okay, he might shed a tear or two. He might cry because he had a call go, go against him. And all he did was whine. <laughs> uh, and he's, he's a really good player. That's I'm being hard on him, but, uh, just cause he was a little whiny last night, but you saw Northwestern scrap back in the game and show great heart and toughness. And I think that a large part of that is the student section showed up and showed out. And Chris Collins said, look, when we're back here in a week and a half, hope they're back here. Seven more home games. We're going to need them for all of them. And, you know, you love to hear that. You love to um, – and he basically said, he said, look – I'm willing to give them as many seats as they want as long as they they show up. He goes, at times we've had a really good environment at Northwestern. We've never been able to really sustain it. He's asking them, he's asking the students to continue to stick with this team, to continue to give that type of an effort from a student body perspective, show up, give that environment, because it makes a difference. It makes it harder on the opposing team. It gives energy to the home team. It allows you, it makes it a lot easier for you to hold serve at home, which in 
college basketball is so huge. It's so vital. So I just wanted to give props to the student section. Thought they were great. It was encouraging. Um, the effort by this team has matched that the last two home games. Uh, the Ohio State game, maybe not as much, but at least from shooting performance. Um, but when they come back home, hope to see it again. Hope to see it again. That's going to do it for today's episode. Northwestern drops it to Rutgers 65-62. Kind of blew a late lead. Um, fought with so much heart to take that lead by four with about a minute 14 left. And then just kind of collapsed. Ran out of gas there late. Tough. Brutal. But you still have to be encouraged by this team. This team is showing that they're more than what people expected this year. Uh, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Uh, Northwestern is on the road on Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Time on the Big Ten Network and WGN Radio 720. In uh, a big matchup there before next week, they get ready to go on the road again to Iowa before they uh, finally come back home and take on Wisconsin. That's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for making Locked on Northwestern your first listen every single day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked on Northwestern. You can find us there. Make sure wherever you're listening, you're subscribed. You turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. Uh, I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at CarterBird13. I'll see you all next time.